0: Hi, I'm Rob Worrell, and you're listening to the NL Full-Time Podcast. Yep, you're getting it in stereo this week. You're getting a double helping of the NL Full-Time Podcast. Elsewhere, you can find our Dirty Old Town Podcast, which uh, by the title, you'll probably guessed, is dedicated entirely to uh, Saturday's National League promotion final between Salford and Fylde. All the build-up Lots of the key moments caught live and loads of reaction and not just from the normal people you might think we would talk to. So have a listen to that one. On this particular podcast, we will be looking at many of the other playoff finals that took place last weekend. So chiefly the NL North between Chorley and Spennymoor, and the NL South final between Woking and Welling. We had uh, representatives at both. Uh, And we also had spies out at the Step 3 Finals, the Super Playoff Finals between Met Police and Tunbridge Angels, and uh, also up in the North, Warrington against Kings Lynn. So let's get started then with the National League North. We sent Dickie Wharton along to Chorley, Chris was busy commentating on cricket. Luke was still recovering, I like myself, from the promotion final and uh, Tom back abroad as we speak. So, big one for Dickie and uh, he did us proud.
1: 1-1. After extra time here at Victory Park means it's going to be a penalty shootout to decide who goes up into the National League from National League North. Chorley and Spennymore have fought out a really attritional 120 minutes. Surely, thought they got the advantage when Scott Leather headed them in front in the first period of extra time. Only for Glenn Taylor, the National League North Player of the Year, to level it probably no more than 90 seconds later. We've just had the decision on which end of the penalty kick is going to be taken. Big cheer from the Spennymoor fans, i will tell you that it's going to be taken in front of them at the far end of the ground from us. Matt Gould and Matt U in the two goalkeepers who will um, face the penalty kicks and of course both did this exactly a week ago to get through their semi-finals Matt Gould's gone between the sticks first and Alex Newby from Chorley steps up he's just been voted into the National League North team of the year, he's going to take the first kick to try and put Chorley ahead in this shootout hands on hips he steps up Gould saves, Gould dives to his right, gets a hand to it, firmly struck kick, but Gould with a tremendous save to his right hand side, claws that way, and it's advantage, Spennymore after the first kick. Matt Irwin now, steps up to take his place between the posts and he's going to face Glenn Taylor. Spennymoore's top scorer, National League North Player of the Year. He beat him during the extra time period to take this game. Two penalty kicks. Can Taylor put this one away? Very deliberate run up. Takes about five, six strides back from the ball. He'll strike this right footed little shuffle. Erwin saves! Erwin saves. Taylor went exactly the same way as newbie, and he ended with exactly the same result. Erwin dived to his right, keeps that one out. And it's still nil-nil in this shootout. Now here comes Louis Almond, the Chorley substitute to face Matt Gould. He looked a handful when he came on during the game. Can he make his mark now? He steps up, right footed, Gould saves again. Gould saves again. The third kick in the shootout goes exactly the same side as the keeper has gone every time, and the keeper has guessed right every time. All three kicks saved. Spenny Moore now lacking a team sheet, unfortunately, so I can't tell you who Spenny Moore's number 14 is, but he's going to take the kick facing Erwin. Can he put his side ahead in the shootout? Right footed. Goes the same side, and that's the first kick that's been scored. Erwin went to his left this time. Spennymore lead, 1-0 in the
2: shootout.
1: Surely fans still chanting behind us, but a little bit quieter around us from those fans gathered to watch this shootout. was Mark Anderson my apologies to Mark Anderson for not being able to recognise him from this distance right very recognisable that figure now Courtney and Walter the Chorley number 6 places the ball on a spot looks like he's going to take this one left footed against Gould yeah. he scores confidently he went to the keeper's left went high The goal gets correctly but that goes over the goalkeeper's hand and in. To wins left hand again the goalkeeper guessed correctly the goalkeeper has guessed right on virtually every one of these kicks so far but it's just that the last couple have been had too much on them for the keepers to stop them here comes Josh O'Keefe for surely a late substitute can he score right footed yeah. is he in? O'Keefe scores just past the hand of Gould as he went down to his left hand side but the ball crept in Right, this is Spennymoore's number 10. This is Rob Ramshaw. Ramshaw versus Irwin. A few boos from Chorley fans trying to put him off. Spennymoore lead in this shootout. <laughs> Ramshaw Hampshire saves! Ramshaw's kick saved by Irwin. Irwin goes to his right. But a really, really good save there. Not the best of penalties. Probably a little bit too close to the middle of the goal. But a great save from Irwin. Don't take anything away from the goalkeeper in that one. But we are now level, and there is one kick each to take. So this is effectively sudden death now, and it's Marcus Carver, the Chorley number 9, to take this potentially decisive kick. Carver, four or five steps backwards, steps up right footed, high down the centre of the goal! Gould died to his left but he had no chance with that one very very positively struck and it's Adam Boyes for Spennymore, Adam Boyes to step up and take the fifth kick in his shooter, huge pressure on Boyes' shoulders here if he does not convert this kick surely I'll it. if he does we carry on Of anticipation that went around the ground just dies off for a few more seconds. (coughs) Okay, three each after five kicks each, and now we are definitely into sudden death. Elliot Newby to take for Chorley. His brother took the first kick, failed to convert. What can Elliot do? He scores! He scores! Low to goals right hand again, the keeper discs the right way. And the newbie converts that one, surely lead by four goals to three. Okay, we have another Spennymore substitute here. surely are promoted from the National League North. Spennymore's heart's broken. Spennymore's heart's broken but surely jubilant they're promoted, there's a pitch invasion here at the very aptly named Victory Park and you have to say probably over the course of the 120 minutes and over the course of the season justice has been done there, surely led the Vision for so long it looked like they were going to lose out potentially so late in the season when Stockport overtook them but they showed tremendous resilience to win this tremendous resilience and surely will take their place in the National League next season and with a very happy but very emotional Chorley manager Jamie Vermiglio after their victory in the National League North promotion playoff final today Jamie imagine that really put you through the mill today
3: yeah, it was a very emotional game. Again, we brought something a little bit different there for the uh, for the fans. I say different to the second time in the in the space of seven days, isn't it? But we've held our nave and uh, Matthew Irwin in goal, when you've got him in goal you've always got a chance of saving a penalty You know, we missed the first one and they scored so, you know, an emotional game, but do you know what over the course of the season, especially this 90 minutes this last, last 90 minutes, next time I, I, I think we thoroughly, thoroughly deserve it I mean, how difficult was it to get the, the side up for a, a, a
1: playoff? you know, playoff contests when you'd, you'd missed out so narrowly in the league?
3: Not difficult, honestly not difficult we've got such a strong group of players you know, I know that, I've spoken to Gav Telford about the kind of group of players that we've got and he's tried to emulate that by bringing in a real core, strong group of players who're going to get the fans on the side. He's done that this season, telling them about a great year. Unfortunately, they just didn't manage to manage to get in, and I was gutted by that. But having that group of players, like the way that we've got, it makes it easy for you as a manager. You know, you still do your bit. I give my speech, my little inspirational talks before the game, and little things in the ears, but. Um, you know, it's the group of players that I've got us through today, and I'll
1: delighted like for every single one of them. Sure, I mean, and that that strength of that group does that come through sort of like building that core of players and then just adding a couple every season? Because that that seems to me what you have done over the
3: years. Yeah, we've we've got this solid base, we've got a consistency about us, um, and it's something I wanted to keep and maintain this season, something that we'll do do next season as well. I think it is important to keep a good squad uh, together with leaders um, and people. You know, they're very much like me, they want to win, and they don't hide the fact that they want to win, they're very emotional when they lose, they don't hide the fact that they're emotional when they lose, and they're the kind of people that I want around, you know, not everyone's been happy, it's been tough, one of the toughest jobs is keeping everyone happy, but you know, I've got players there who've not, not even been involved in the squad today, who are absolutely delighted to win, and they're the first ones to run the pitch, and that's what I want about the club, good people with good hearts, and... And they're doing it for themselves but they're also doing it for the people of Charlie. And that's really
1: noticeable as well. You've spoken about the, the spirit and, and and the town and sort of like that togetherness and getting everybody together and that that was that was evident again today, wasn't
3: it? I think it is. I think it is, it's evident. It's been evident throughout. I think when the going's good, supporters are great. But when the going gets tough, that's when you try, show your true colours of supporters. And the going got tough for at a different point of the season, the supporters are here and the chair is on. Not especially the last sort of two months, they've been great. At home, you know, it's a fortress. At home, we've got a great home record, the best home record in the league. That's why I was really confident going into today. Uh, you know, could have gone either way in the penalties, as I say, but, you know, I think overall we should. I guess you are planning for next season there. Eh? I'll have a bit of a rest You know it is. I don't want to take any credit at all, you know, but a lot of hard work, a lot of effort goes in, a lot of hours behind the scene. And, I can tell that it means
1: so much to you, Jamie, and uh, you know the, the, that opportunity to sort of like test yourself against the, the, exactly. the teams in the National League next season. And so many to
3: sacrifices so have been made for everyone to get to that next level. You know, just as a, as a footballer, I dream that playing with my name on the back. Some of those boys have got the opportunity next season to have the name on the back. P- picking our wits against notts County, Chesterfield, wow. You know, I've not even started to think about it. Yet. Only like, a couple of people have mentioned the teams, but you know, I will have a rest. I need to have a rest. I need to see my family. I've got a good week at school to get through because we've got the stats in Year Six. But I'm going to really enjoy it and savour it because there's been some moments in my career where I've not really at the moments, and I'm going to, I'm going to really milk this one. I'm going to enjoy it, and I'm going to, um, I'm going to make sure that I cherish it and, and, and remember it forever. Okay, Jamie, don't let me keep you
1: through this any longer. Then get off and enjoy your celebration.
4: Jason, you, you seem quite philosophical about it all. I mean, obviously one team's going to lose, isn't it? Um, we were, we were the euphoric team last week after after the penalty shoot It is a lottery, um, you know. I'm just immensely proud of the group of players that I've got in there. You know, there's, you know, I don't think we, we, we show great quality today, but but we don't ever lack in in effort and work rate, and and that's a given with my teams, you know. And, and today. I'd like to congratulate Charlie. I think they're a fantastic club, well managed. Um, we've got a lot of respect for Jamie and Andy Priest and the players. You know, who have been there and done it for over, over, over numerous years, and I, and I really wish them well next year. Well, listen, we're disappointed, we're upset, but, but for teams to get stronger, they've got to, they've got to face adversity, and we have done that today. Um, but one I look back on with immense pride because I think you know the league that we're in, the teams that are in there to, to come up short on penalties. Um, it, 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 it's a real it's a real positive uh, day for the club. Yeah sure
1: I mean your team have shown a lot of resilience I think I just saw you in Bradley last week and, and again today and, and probably towards the end of the season as well. That that resilience kind of really shone through for me that you, you
4: you you stayed in there didn't you this year? Yeah definitely I think we did. I think we did that today. I think there are a lot of there, there are a lot of pressure with set players and that but I don't think there was any clear cup chances. I think we defended manfully you know and we have done over the last few few weeks. Um, I don't think we've created a great deal over the last few games. But listen, we like you said, we've stayed in games. And when them two lads miss for them, the first two, you just think that your names on it, don't you? Sometimes. But like I said, um, you know, it's been a, it's been an amazing season, one that we can dust ourselves down tomorrow and we really go game But I just like to thank the players. I think like the thank the supporters. I thought they were they were amazing today. I thought we, we you know, we came in our numbers. We were vocal. Yes, they'll be, they'll be disappointed when they drive driving home, but listen, they'll be immensely proud of that, that, that spending was is now on the national map. map. And um, I suppose it's just put you a couple of weeks behind with your summer planning now, I guess. <laughs> it certainly does, yeah. I'm back to school tomorrow. I think their teachers are not going to have the day off if we win, so I might just tell them we've won. <laughs> but no, listen, you, know, we're, you know, we're a good club, we're a well organised club, and, and there'll be players that we're looking at who will hopefully improve us. But let's not forget the, the, the group of lads that we've got in there, and you know, every one of them deserves a conversation after the season. And, and then that'll happen. OK, and then the, a holiday plan, though, I imagine? Well, I can't until July. I teach, I'm in school, so I'll have to wait for that. But listen, you know, uh, it has been a long season. It's been a tiring season. Um, but like I said, when you look back on where we've come from and the journey that we've been on, sometimes you've got to scratch yourself and, and, and be immensely proud of, of what we've achieved. OK, Jason. Commiseration for the day, but uh, congratulations on a fine season for
1: spending more time. Thanks,
4: thanks very much Thank you very
1: much
0: doesn't always happen but this year in the national league south after all the playoff shenanigans it was indeed the second placed side in the national league south table that progressed whilst i couldn't get there myself we knew at the nl full-time team we know a couple of people that were and one of those is the non-league papers dave richardson dave you had a busy weekend haven't you i think you went to the playoff game uh, the promotion final and then Kingfield as we like to call it today. Yeah, busy weekend of football was there. Uh, the seasons the regular season, though, um, of course,
5: there's always a lot of playoff backs in and i say yesterday was the uh, final uh, uh, for the National League, which good uh, occasion is obviously uh, on that place in the football league. But yeah, today was all about uh, working well the fair for me. Uh, I was at that moment, sorry. And, um, Waking well, got over the line after finishing second, like you um, said, second versus third place, um, you know, Welling, Steve King, uh, uh, really good season, um, not dissimilar to Waking and, and having to sort of rebuild last summer, of uh, course Steve King so experienced at this level and uh, that was his third final. Um, player final today. Expected really, it was a close, close affair, but Woken came... Yeah, quite
0: a different way to they did last week when they uh, gave themselves a, a massive mountain to climb against and they were 2-0 down, still 2-0 down with quarter of an out to go, and then suddenly rallied. This time I believe they got a, a better start, certainly in the first 10-15 minutes, and then uh, whilst Welling had come back into it a little bit, they did actually get that uh, that vital first goal Tell us a little bit about the goal, Dave.
5: Yeah, um, like I said, starting the game, well, much better than than we were so last uh, week. I can see about a few minutes. Uh, The weakest goal came from uh, Armani Little. who was on loan from Oxford United. He's actually since been released from Oxford. Um, And he's a a really good player in central midfield. Uh, Gets all over the pitch. uh, Can pick a pass. Gets stuck in. Breaks into the box as well nowadays. See box to box from fielders, but he certainly won. Uh, Working on a free kick on the edge of the area. Uh, Wellingtons half came through the back of Jake Hyde. Uh, I think you know Steve King will probably look at it and think it was maybe harsh because he did get a fair chunk of the ball. But I think you know when you come in from behind against uh, you know an opposition player and he goes to ground, it's always it it never looks good, and, and really the referee didn't have a choice in my opinion, 25 yards from goal where uh, Armando sort one of stepped over it and um, it was one of those where it's, it's too close really to get it over the wall so he just you just smashed it at the goalkeeper's side and uh, and uh, really quite a lot when goals go in on the goalkeeper's side where you say the goalkeeper should should have it covered again, it was one of those, but I think mean, maybe the surprise beat it. And that proved to be enough for when well, it was they could have got something else. They hit, they hit the post in the first half and then a really good penalty shot in the second, which I thought was a penalty. But you know, that's the fine margins. But games like these get decided the side where you finish.
0: No, well, well done to Woking then. Uh, they come back at the first attempt, as did Torquay United. Probably not going to be so easy, Dave for the likes of uh, Aldershot, Braintree, haven't and Maidstone next season to do the same. Uh, firstly, because there's four of them themselves dropping down, but also with, uh, you know, Dulwich, Hamnet, uh, only going to get better. Biller, Ricky of course, won't give up, will they? And talking Wanderers coming in, they'll be competitive. Do you think it might be one of the most competitive National League South divisions for some years? Yeah, I think so. I think um, yeah. even at the start of this season, Um, Speaking to the managers and and, and listening to their interviews, you know, a lot of them were saying even then, you know, this season it looks really competitive and I think once a lot of the promotion and relegation spots were decided across the leagues above and below, uh, the general consensus was, I think, between
5: talking fans and working fans in the title race and then then the player get out of the league this year. Um, because, like you say, the, you know, the, the teams that are going to be involved Seed next season, of the National League being competitive and, and being difficult to get out of. You know, the South seems to have gone the same way, really, with, with you know strength coming up from lower division. You know, you just have to look at Slough, who have been in there this year. You know, They were with a shout of the playoffs right until the final day after promotion. Then, you know, you've got Weymouth coming up, like, like I mentioned. We've like, got Dawking as
0: well. You know, well, uh, well, back to there. So, uh, yeah, probably a uh, good time to get us Well, thanks. That's really, really good insight to uh, what we might expect in the National League South next season, uh, as well as reviewing that game for us. But listen, when you get there, and you must be very close now, uh, enjoy the summer break from the madness that is the, the football league season. I know, of course. The non-league paper still goes on throughout the summer, and uh, you'll still be a busy boy, I'm sure.
5: Yeah, plenty um, of coverage to come over the summer. Like I say, it's uh, you know, no games, uh, not pages to fill still. So um, you know, there'll be plenty of interesting pieces, hopefully, Um, with managers and players
0: alike. um, news as it happens over the summer and uh, you know it's already started with uh, the managerial changes paid lists etc so uh, you know that promises to be another busy summer so if you know if you get out and support the paper that'd be great brilliant stuff thanks dave and uh we'll speak to you again soon cheers man. thanks so a great account of the game there from from dave richardson um but let's talk to an out and out through and through card um and, 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 and a card that I've had to sit next to during BBC commentaries and one or the other of us has br- felt brilliant and the other one awful when all Aldershot had played Woken. But today, it's all good. Uh, and somebody, I'm sure, is very, very happy man right now. Uh, John Moore. Good evening, John. Good evening, Rob. You're absolutely right. On cloud nine, I think it's fair to say, to <laughs> use a cliché, Brilliant. And you can stay on that until at least the beginning of August now, whatever happens, can't you?
5: (laughs) Yeah, you're absolutely right. A big ask, obviously, uh, going back up into the National League. Uh, But, you know, to do it at the first attempt is very, very sweet. And, um, you know, this time last year, uh, obviously, Woking had been relegated. And, You sort of um, and, uh, You just wonder yeah. when it happens. You know what it's going to be like in, in Conference South compared to the National League. You wonder whether you'll be able to bounce back. You think, my goodness me, is this the beginning of the end? You know,
0: it's horrible. You have so many mixed emotions. One thing I, I, I kind of want to, because I do want to try and get to how, you, how, how you're feeling about next season. Uh, I don't want to take you. Know, I want you to enjoy this moment, John. It's been a, it's been a whole season coming and. You know, a week ago, I listened to you and to Mark, uh, your commentary. I was abroad myself. I listened to your commentary, and, and you know, I had to had to give it a break at half time because you sounded so down, so distraught, and and you know, it was just awful, wasn't it? And I got a hell of a shock when I suddenly sort of realised, checking my phone, that Woking were back into two, 2 A couple of very excitable chaps when you turn it round. But that is why we love football, isn't it? You're you absolutely right. You know, if you think for,
5: for a large chunk. Woking were top of the league uh, and going really, really well and then suddenly the wheels seemed to come off. Everybody would say, well, you know, when you're going into playoffs."
0: sure that's what inspired them, John. Um, Indeed, it must have been Klopp's team talk. (laughs) It must have been mentioned. Yeah, we're talking of team talks and managers. A word for the gaffer. What a fantastic achievement for him. To turn around the fortunes, the momentum, build a new squad and get success in the first season. Uh, Your your thoughts on the manager? Well, you know, he's done an
5: incredible job. He's got a great team behind him as well. Obviously, last year he suffered the heartache of losing Final when Hampton unfortunately lost to uh, to Braintree, uh, but you know he he's always said it was his dream job to, to manage Woking, and that in itself adds pressure. Um, and you know he's come in, he had no players at all. Uh, yes, he recruited several from from Hampton and Richmond, and he you know he's chopped and chased. He's never been frightened to, to drop players and mix things around, uh, and and he's made it. You know, he's over the finishing line and, and for him managing the National League will, will be a new experience. But to do it in his first season, there's a lot of expectation at Woking. You know, They are a big club, certainly um, in, in National League South. Uh, and obviously with that comes a lot of expectation. And indeed I think had Woking carried on last week playing the way they did for 76 minutes, um, He he could well have got a completely different reception from the one that
0: he got afterwards. And he should say, that's the beauty of football. Things can change so, so quickly. Yeah, well, well done, Dow. Great effort to get Woken up this season. Now, you attacked it slightly differently to Torquay, who went full-on, full guns, blazing full-time. Any idea at this stage, and I know it's early, do you think Woken will take a similar approach to this season, next season? Will that not be enough? Are they going to have to... uh, somehow upgrade well i i think as ever things boil down to finances don't they mm. and you know obviously running a full a time squad comes with having to put in a lot of money and i don't think people realize how much it costs to run a team a football team
5: in a in a Course, you know, when you're part time, a number of working players have other jobs, uh, like John Casey, for example, he's an accountant, so it becomes very difficult, probably, to, to balance your, your proper job, if
0: you like, with, with your football career. Yeah, uh, so it's looking at this stage, uh, listeners, like Stockport, incredibly, uh, for the size of the club they are, part time, working, probably part time. Um, surely, talking about hybrids, and uh, that's something that's been uh, uh, heavily, among you know, discussed at the moment with uh, all Town fans as well. I, I, I don't get it. I don't buy into it. I've, I've been a part of football for a long time, and I think you have to build togetherness. You've got to be in it together. How can you have that if some of the players are turning up some training sessions and some days, and and some are not? What's your thought on the whole hybrid thing?
5: Uh, I don't um, think. This, well, I suppose it depends, doesn't it? What you're doing uh, if you're turning up as a full-time pro uh, on, on days when the part-time pros aren't there. I mean, maybe you're doing something completely different. So I, I can sort of understand that. I think the difficulty normally is that, you know, when you're part-time, obviously you're having to train in the evenings, aren't you? I mean, waking train in, in the evenings. And, and that in itself is, is difficult, I think, when you, when you, when you have a, a full-time job and then you're out again, and of course, as we all know, the National League, you've got places like Barrow, you've got some very, very long trips there, Torquay are back in this league again, And, and that takes its toll as well, I think, you don't have the recovery time from long trips, you know, you
0: do a trip to Barrow, and then you've got to be back in the office the next day. Mm, I know, it's crazy We'll wait and see I think this is going to be a hot topic for a little while now Going forward uh, But John, good to finally get you On to the NL Full Time Podcast Great for you to come on uh, On such a, a momentous day As well And I'm genuinely pleased for you I'm pleased for my BBC colleague Mark as well Who'll get to commentate in the National League Next year while uh, It looks like uh, I'll be on duty In the South And uh, the irony of woking and Aldershot Town Swapping divisions certainly won't be lost on the fans, will it? No, it won't. Um, but I think, you know,
5: there's a lot of Woking fans who are hoping that Aldershot will get a reprieve because, you know, those derby games were special. I know that working, certainly latterly, uh, didn't, didn't come out of them so well. But, you know, for, for both clubs,
0: Absolutely, John. Spot on. Thanks for sharing with us uh, your feelings and your insight. And uh, Have a great summer. Enjoy it. Walk tall, stand proud, and we'll speak to you again next season. Yeah, all the best, Rob. Take care. And hope we're both in the National
5: League next season. Here, here.
0: Right, so uh, while Luke and I were at the National League playoff final, I must admit I did have one eye on a couple of other games that were going on, and one of those being the super playoff final between Metropolitan Police and Tunbridge Angels. Now, my BDI happened to spot that uh, a very well-respected figure in non-league and someone I know extremely well, uh, the uh, co-founder of All Town Football Club, actually, Graham Brooklyn. Bit of a bit of a non-league ground hopper yourself, Graham, aren't you? you you'd very kindly join us for the podcast and uh, uh, great to have you on. Thank you, Robbie. Oh,
3: I like to get around the games when I can. and uh, yeah, uh, uh, a fantastic game yesterday
0: to go and watch and, and thoroughly enjoyed it. Now, uh, Court was the venue, wasn't it? What part of London is that? Is it Molesley area? Yeah, it's all southwest west London. It's not
6: far from Hampton Court. Yeah, um, but Molesley, Molesley I think it is. Um, it's a long-standing venue, uh, a very well-respected venue in its time. And uh, of course the Metropolitan Police uh, a, a, a long-standing football club from I think about nineteen, nineteen, nineteen twenty
0: 1920 or something. And uh, you know, to get to that stage of uh, competition, one, one game away from the National League South, there's everything about the progress they've made. Yeah, it's incredible really and, 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 and the regular listeners to this podcast will know there's all sorts of rules and shenanigans about you know promotion this year with the restructuring and Met Police. To be honest, Cray, I'm just starting with them. I mean, they've done incredibly well to hold their own at this level of football. The fact that they very nearly got themselves into the National League South is, is testimony to what a fine job they've done this season. It is, and I was reading the program notes uh, from their
6: manager, Gavin McPherson, and, uh, you know, he's been involved for the club for many, many years, but, you know, they didn't expect to be where they were, yesterday, and... Yeah, they even played they even reached a sorry senior cup final in midweek uh, and won there and they had to play a, a younger spot for so that because of course it was in the middle of the two playoff games so they've obviously got a, not just a great first team structure but they've got a great structure within their playing set up from, from, from youngsters all the way through so something's going right there and then they've done extremely well to, to reach little. they just fell short yesterday but you know we'll go on
0: to Tombridge Angels in a minute but I'm hugely impressed with them Mm. Yeah, and congratulations for Met Police. They did, in fact, win that sorry Senior Cup, didn't they? They did, yes. Sir. They won, I think, a beat Toothin and Mitchell. Excellent stuff. Now, getting on to the game itself, it was uh, quite a humdinger, wasn't it, Graham? One of those that kept swinging from one way to the other. And indeed, for a lot of the afternoon, it looked like Met Police would progress, wouldn't it? Didn't It It was a, it was a terrific game, Rob. I mean, Tombury started really, really
6: well, but went behind, I think, about like 20 minutes. I mean, I'll just be able 20 minutes. And then... We just thought maybe it's not going to be Tonbridge's day, but then they they got back on level terms and they were in the ascendancy and then they had a catalogue of um, opportunities that they didn't take and then they fell behind again. And then just towards the end of the game, I think it was four minutes, and really impressive player, Deshaun Theobald he just picked the ball up and took it through the centre, cut right, beat another man, and then it just entered the box, got inside and then put it into the delight of swarms of Tonbridge fans behind the goal who were, you know, I think they had three quarters of the, of the fan base Bridge, on the day and uh, boy did they celebrate and then they, they got well, I think they deserved in uh, injury time. Uh, sorry, in injury time, in extra time, when that former Watershop player Tom Derry's got the got the winner, and uh, yeah, it, it was deserved on the day. It was fantastic, but Tom Bridge really impressed with everything—the work rate, the exuberance of their fans, the, the camaraderie they had, and what it meant to everybody. They're all on the pitch at the end. You could just see what it meant to us. I saw people in tears. I saw um, obviously officials in, tired, in tears go, and tears, embracing with the fans, and, and the manager Steve McKim extremely impressive. And uh, you can see they've uh, you know, done a great job there, and I think they will be a, a, a side to watch next next season. from they've got some really good players, and uh, to be honest, I was pleased they got there in the end. I thought they deserved
0: it on the day. Oh, that's fantastic, Graham. Uh, just to uh, quote from our friends at the non-league paper afterwards, Mckim said, "I'm absolutely over the moon. I'm just so so pleased, but I really feel for Met Police because they should have gone up as well." They won their playoffs and they deserve to be in step two as well we have worked so hard to achieve this and are certainly going to enjoy this evening it was such a tough game and both teams really went from it from the off which was great to see i'm just so proud of all my players and staff for putting in an absolutely uh, for putting in absolutely everything that they've got throughout the season to get where they are now and uh, yeah well done steve McKim. well done tunbridge angels uh, we shall wait to see, Graham, whether uh, the club that we love, Aldershot Town, will uh, 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 play against Tunbridge next season. It seems most likely that they will. But meanwhile, Graham, thank you so much for joining us today for uh, to give your account of this one. and. Uh, no doubt, we shall speak again to you on the podcast, Graham. Thank you very much indeed for your time, and uh, we will speak to
7: you soon. So, the Step Three Super Playoff took place this weekend, and it was between Warrington and Kingsland And one person who was there, an old mucker of mine, who was there working for Live Sports FM, it is Johnny Crowther. Hello, Johnny. How are you doing, Luke? I'm good. Cheers. So, you're at the game between Warrington and Kingslin, and it was a. A shootout in the end, wasn't it, to see who got promoted into the National League North, and a real topsy-turvy, real topsy-turvy game. But in the end, it was Kings Lynn who came out on top, wasn't it?
8: It was, but as you say, topsy-turvy. That's probably a good way of putting it. It was a, it was a great game of football to watch, to be fair. Um, Kings Lynn started off really, really well. Jordan Richards putting him ahead, but Warrington, like they've done all season, you know, they've had a fantastic run under Paul Carden, and uh, Ben Garrity um, got them back on level terms. Then he went ahead through Garrity again with two headers. He's a quality uh, player. But um, five minutes ago, before the end of the game, Kingswin have come back into it with an Adam Marriott penalty, and then they've gone on to win it in uh, in extra time. It was a great game to watch. Michael Gash getting the winner, but uh, very good. Two very good sides in front, and the game was played in front of a crowd of 2,200, which is brilliant for Warrington. Normally get gates of 400 or so. So. Fantastic advert for the evil stick, it
7: really was. Was everybody a little shocked? Because I know we looked at that and we said, oh, uh, Warrington at home advantage, really strong at home, Kingsland have got a long way to travel, so for them to go behind twice and come back, it's it's a little bit of a shock, really, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you. I, I thought, um, from what I'd
8: seen of Warrington, Warrington, remember, um, as well, they have already gone, they have beaten Antwich 4-1, then they have gone to Southfields, which you know yourself, it's such a tough ground to go and get a result at. Yeah. They've gone there, they've beat them 2-1, they've outplayed them, they've played them off the park, you know, which um, it takes a lot of doing because Shields are a very, very good side. Um, and I thought, yeah, with home advantage, hey, but what I would say is Kings in town, mate, they're a very, very good side. Gash and Marriott up front, they are quality. Believe me, when they go up to the, um, the north they go up to now, don't they? They're yeah. going to play, they're going to be right up there, mate, they um, a very, very good side. Uh, played some great football. Solid at the back. Richards in the middle of the park. Very good. But the ones that stood out for me, I've got to say, Michael Gash and Adam Marion. Uh, they both played high. I think Gash has been at uh, Cambridge York. So they've got real quality. He's a big guy, Michael Gash, but he holds the ball really well and he's finished for the winner. With absolute
7: quality. Do you think that's uh, that'll be an advantage for them because they get big crowds at home? They've they've got quite a big catchment area because of where they're located as well. But they, they, they'll get decent crowds. So do you think they'll do okay then in the north? Like, do you think they'll be comfortably or towards top ten? From what I saw, um, from what I saw on Saturday, yeah, I think
8: they would. I mean, when you've got two quality strikers like that, um, you know, and I want to say a little bit about Warrington as well, there, eh, Luke, because Warrington were absolutely superb. You know, you've know. you got Dave Raven and Mark Roberts. Roberts has played at Stevenage. He's quality as well. But those centre-forwards uh, for Kingsland Town, they're the real deal for me and I think they'll score a lot of goals in that league. And, and yeah, why not? I think they're in the top ten. You know, if Warrington went up as well, I think Warren's a bit more uh, strengthened as well. What have done Done, done
7: very well they've done excellently on the tall card in this season uh, the only thing that I think what happened the, the reason Kingsland had a bit of a demise last time was down to all the traveling last time were in the National League North now you got reaction from both sets of camps in the end and is that sort of a concern for Kingsland all the traveling or are they just embracing it are, are they ready this time
8: I, I think to get through you know going back a step really to get through the super playoff you know having you know the games that you've got to go through you've got to go through the semi-final. Then there's the final, then there's the Super Playoff final. Those boys, uh, at the end of the game, they were absolutely, you know, loving it, really enjoying it, um, and they can't wait for the journey, um, you know, now to the National League North. And as I say, you know, proof will be in the pudding next season, but I think they'll do ever so well. I really do. I think they've got a lot of quality. Solid at the back as well, the likes of Ryan Fryer, Rory McCauley, uh, good keeper, They're a strong team, so I expect them to do well, but as I said before, I think Gash and Marek will score a lot of goals in that league.
7: And also it's, I mean what do you make of the actual, uh, it's its just a shame this year because with the restructuring that they have to have a super playoff. It's really harsh on on Warrington and, and Met Police in the south. They've won the playoffs and yet they can't go up. Yeah, I, I, I've i
8: gutted for it. I mean I've got quite close to Paul Cardin and Warrington and, and Tony McCormick, the chairman, who I know you know well as well Luke. Yeah. Uh, what a job they've done, fantastic job. You know what, those players are an absolute credit to that club. They've been superb. Ben Garrity, who scored two, uh, two headers in the game, he scored two against Nantuch. He's been plucked from from Liverpool from the Sunday league Sunday League. He's not you know, he's not got the pedigree of some of these players, but i tell you what, what a player he is, and he's gonna go on to bigger and better things. They've got some great players. Robbie Evans in the middle of the park as well. The Evergreen Tony Grey up front, superb. Um, I mentioned already Mark Roberts and David Raven at the back. And they missed they missed um on Saturday, they missed Jack Dunn. um he's been quality, he got injured up at South Shields and I actually think that he would have made a big difference because Warren, as I say they were five minutes away from winning that game on Saturday and that's how good a game it was and in front of a big crowd of 2,200, you know, they both deserved to go up if, if, if that makes sense and it does make sense because I think to play that one extra tie, I think it's unfair, I really do.
7: Excellent. Well, Johnny, thanks for your thoughts on that, and enjoy your summer.
8: Cheers, Lucky. Well, that's it
0: for now. We hope you've enjoyed our double helping of the NL full-time podcast over the playoff final weekends. We'll be back with one more podcast this season, and that'll be to uh, wrap up the FA Trophy and uh, FA Vars finals, which take place uh, next Sunday. Uh, That'll be with uh, myself and Chris Pratt. I've been Rob Worrell. Thank you so much to all our guests, both podcasts this weekend. Uh, In particular, uh, on this podcast, many thanks to Dave Richardson of the non-league paper, John Moore, the Woking press officer, uh, Graham Brookland, and uh, also Johnny Crowther for uh, being our uh, spies in the field where we couldn't be this weekend. Thanks ever so much for listening. Uh, Don't forget you can uh, subscribe to us on iTunes and Spotify on Twitter and Facebook. We're at NL Full Time. Speak to you all again soon.